Let's get into God's word today. We continue on in our teaching series in the book of 2 Corinthians. So we're in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 19 through 33. And it says this, After all, you think you're so wise, but you enjoy putting up with fools. You put up with it when someone enslaves you, takes everything you have, takes advantage of you, takes control of everything, and slaps you in the face. I'm saying to say that I've been too weak to do that. But whatever they dare to boast about, and I'm talking like a fool again, I dare to boast about it too. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they descendants of Abraham? So am I. And so what the Apostle Paul is doing is, if you'll remember, last week we spoke about the super apostles, people that were coming in and that were attempting to be divisive. The Apostle Paul is saying, these folks have done nothing but take advantage of you. They've presented you with a resume and credentials of how awesome and spectacular they are, but, but I match up with them every level. And in fact, God has a different opinion about what makes somebody great than what we do. He says, are they servants of Christ? He says, I know I sound like a madman, but I've served him far more. He said, I've worked harder. I've been put in prison more often, been whipped times without number and faced death again and again. I've Five different times the Jewish leaders gave me 39 lashes. Three times I was beaten with rod. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent a whole night and day adrift at sea. I've traveled on many long journeys. I've faced dangers from rivers and from robbers. I've faced danger from my own people, the Jews, as well as from the Gentiles. I've faced danger in the cities, in the deserts, and on the seas. I've faced danger from men who claim to be believers but are not. I've worked hard and long, endured many sleepless nights. I've been hungry and thirsty and have gone without food. I've shivered in the cold without enough clothing to keep me warm. Then besides all this, I have the daily burden of my concern for all the churches. Who is weak without my feeling that weakness? Who is led astray and I do not burn with anger? So what he's saying is, church, and, and this is so much so pastoral ministry. When you are a pastor or when you're a spiritual leader over a body, you tend to feel what they feel. You tend to embody all that that church and that congregation is. He says this, he says, if I must boast, I'd rather boast about the things that show how weak I am. So this is, this is the common theme in 2 Corinthians. I am weak, and so I'm strong in Christ. It goes against the culture. The culture says, show strength, show power, show wealth. Jesus says, no, it's about weakness. When I'm weak in Christ, then I'm strong. He says, God, the Father of our Lord Jesus, who is worthy of eternal praise, knows I'm not lying. When I was in Damascus, the governor under King Aretas kept guards at the city gates to catch me. I had to be lowered in a basket through a window in the city wall to escape from him. Now today's title is Basket Case. Now I don't know how many of you have ever reached a point in your life where you felt like you were absolutely going to lose it. Maybe you're at that point right now. But the truth is, is that we've all had points in our life where we've been pushed to the breaking point. 
The point where we've tried everything in our lives and we feel like we're spinning our wheels in the sand. I'm talking about a day where everything seems to be going on. A day when you're scared to ask what else could go wrong because literally there's something around the corner that you know is lurking to come and get you. You know, the days I'm talking about, the day where the, the car breaks down, the food burns up, the kids are sick, a fuse blows out, telephone keeps on ringing, the newspaper gets wet, the roof leaks, your checks bounce, your prescription runs out, you lose your cell phone, your computer crashes, your purse gets stolen, your favorite TV show gets interrupted, your bath water's cold, the vacuum cleaner just doesn't seem to work, the baby won't stop crying, and your spouse won't stop whining. These are the days when we feel like we're at the end of our rope. These are the days when your head is literally pounding, when your patience is short, when you feel like you just want to run out of the house and just scream, and you can't even find your shoes to be able to do that. Anyone who sees you when you're having one of these days might think, hey, wow, what a basket case. We use the term basket case to describe a person whose actions border on mental incivility. People who do strange or odd things for no apparent reason. And, and can we just keep it real for a second? When we've had a day like I just described just a moment ago, a day when we're feeling pressured, a day when we're really down and out, a day when we're having our own pity party, we believe we're basket cases ourselves. We know that we're not going through the normal course of life on those days. But for those who may be feeling like you're a basket case today, God's got a message for you today. Hang in there and be a good cheer because God is still in control. I don't know how many of you will stand up and rise up in your living rooms or wherever you're watching me and rise up and testify that the God that we serve specializes in all kinds of cases. Yes, even difficult basket cases. And so as Christians, we need to understand nobody told us that the road of life would be easy. In fact, temptations, troubles, heartache, and pain, they're just waiting around the corner for us. But we, as Christians, cannot lose hope. We cannot live in fear because when it appears as if the devil is about to win, oh, that is the moment when God will show up at every time and God will make everything okay. And as we look at our scripture this morning, it focuses on Paul. It says all the bad things that he experienced. And Paul told us this story for the benefit of those who were frustrated. Because if anybody had a reason in that moment to be burnt out, frustrated, or ready to throw in the towel on his ministry, it would have been Paul. So let's see what Paul had to go through. We're going to start at verse 24. 39 lashes, five times by the Jews. Now that would be enough to break the spirit of any man. Three times he was beaten once. Once he was stoned. Three times he was shipwrecked. He faced danger in the cities, dangers in the desert, dangers out on stormy seas. What the Apostle Paul is trying to say is, I could go nowhere where I wouldn't experience a trouble or a satanic attack over my life. He faced danger from men who claimed to be Christians. He lived with weariness, pain, and sleepless nights. And he was often hungry and thirsty. And he often shivered with cold without enough clothing to keep him warm. And on top of all of that, he carried the burden of the church. Now, now what, what Paul is saying, man, he's saying, you think I'm weak, but I'm not. All these things that I'm telling you, God knows I'm not lying. And then he continues on and he says, once Paul was in Damascus, 
The governor under King Aretas kept guard at the city gates to catch him, but Paul was lowered in a basket through a window in the city wall, and that's how he made his escape. Make no mistake about it. Paul was a bona fide basket case. However, in all the sufferings that he went through, we know this. God gave him strength. In other words, each time that it appeared that Paul would face defeat, God would sweep him away into victory. We need to realize and we need to understand this church that the same God that the apostle Paul served, the same God that delivered Paul is right here to deliver you and I today. When trouble begins to poke its ugly head into our lives. Naturally, we all become frustrated because we're human and we all have a breaking point. But the Word of God tells us what we're supposed to do when trouble arises. We're supposed to look towards the name of Jesus. Psalm 27 teaches us in verse 1, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Who shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of who shall I be afraid? So don't wait until trouble is over to get yourself together in right relationship with God and to depend on God. In other words, before life makes you a basket case, you need to steal away into your quiet place and have a little talk with Jesus. Now, while one definition of a basket case points to a person who may be on the verge of losing control, there's another definition of a basket case that points to a person that is about to be touched by the strong hand of God. Now, I want you to stay with me. You see, in the early days of Greek theater, the characters would wear a mask on the stage to represent either tragedy or comedy. Whenever something bad was about to happen to a character on stage, the playwright always had another character above the stage to wear the mask of God. When the character could not find a way out of his problem, the stagehand knew that this was a case for the God in the basket. And so they would roll him down. And once on the stage, the God in the basket would save the characters from impending tragedy. Every now and then, life's troubles will get you to a place where you cannot handle them on your own. Down in Egypt, Pharaoh had given a command that all the little boys would be killed. A Hebrew mother didn't know what to do. She was powerless to stand up to this powerful Pharaoh and to the Egyptian soldiers. And I could just imagine her saying, Lord, I've got a son named Moses. And he's about to be killed. And I, I don't know what to do. I'm about to lose my mind. And what God did is God hurt her. And he said, that sounds like a, a basket case. And he inspired her to make a basket. To put it in the Nile River. He said, don't worry about the currents. Don't worry about the crocodiles. Don't worry about the possibility of turbulence. He said, I've got that baby in my hands. There may be a mother who is listening this morning worried about her children. Listen to me, when you've done all that you know to do, put your children in the hands of God, and he'll take care of the rest. What about the 5,000 people who didn't have food to eat? The disciples were panicking, thinking that they wouldn't be able to feed the crowd, but then this little boy showed up with a little basket containing two little fish and five loaves of bread. And Jesus took that little basket, he blessed it, and the Bible says not only did the 5,000 eat, but there was left over. There's somebody who's listening to me today that you don't know how you're going to make it. 
Your situation seems dark and dreary. But let me tell you that that is when the Lord will step in. Paul said he was attacked on every side. He was beaten five different times. He was beaten with rods three different times. He was stoned. He was run out of town. They placed guards on the wall to be able to trap him. But that's when heaven decided that Paul's situation needed to be addressed. And so while his enemies were waiting for him, his friends lowered him down in a basket and Paul was able to escape. Somebody better be listening to me today. You are being attacked by the enemy on every side. You have taken all that you can take and you just can't take it anymore. And you're saying, Lord, I'm going crazy. Please help me. That's when you need to remember the word of the Lord. David said in Psalm 121, he said, I will lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. You've got to get this this morning. We serve of a God who specializes in basket cases. He specializes in mending the brokenhearted. He specializes in building up what has been torn down. He specializes in restoring what has been thrown away. He specializes in renewing what has been worn out. He specializes in drying tear-stained eyes. He specializes in saving souls that have been lost. You need to know this, friend. God loves you, and he cares about you. He cares so much for us that he gave us his only son to pay the price for our sins. Jesus cared enough about us to come into this sinful world and die on a cross like like a criminal. He cared enough about us to die for the sins of the world. He stayed in that grave for three days and three nights, but early on that Sunday morning, he arose from the grave ready to deal with your baskets. So ask yourself this morning, what are you going through? What are you dealing with that perhaps you're saying, man, I I don't measure up to everybody else. I'm not in the stage of, of life that I, I, I want to be in. I haven't acquired the things that I want to acquire. I haven't done the things that I've wanted to do. I feel like everything is chaotic around me and I have no idea what to do. Lord, get me the pressure relief valve. I need to let go of this anger. You need to realize You need to understand today that the God that we serve is able to turn your situation around. God is able to speak into your problem today. And I'm praying by the power of the Holy Spirit that you would even sense the presence of Jesus right where you are, speaking to your life, speaking to your heart this morning, speaking to your situation, breathing in mental health into your life right now. I want to tell you, where do we look to in times of difficult? We look to the Lord. So I want to pray with you this morning. I want to pray that you would have full confidence in Jesus. I also want to pray that you would begin to experience relief and peace. You know, the Bible speaks about this often. It speaks about shalom, the peace of God. And so I want to pray that you would experience peace. That shalom peace is is the peace that's described in the Bible that surpasses all understanding. And so I want to pray with you in this moment that God would begin to minister to your heart. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters who have just watched this message. 
who are going through difficult seasons, difficult moments where pressure is increasing on every side. But God, you're a God who specializes in taking that very same thing that has broken us down, that has wounded us, that has placed pressure on our lives and using that very same thing as an instrument for our salvation and our victory, God. And so we ask in this moment, God, would you begin to minister mental health, Lord? Would you begin to minister healing? Would you begin to minister your peace? Would you begin to minister your joy to people, Lord Jesus, in part by the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus, this morning, the fruits of the Holy Spirit to all who are watching, that joy, that peace, that self-control, Lord God. Father, thank you that you have not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of sound judgment. And so we receive that to ourselves today in Jesus' name. Amen. If you need more prayer, I want to encourage you to go to risenkingchurch.com forward slash connect. If you've been here with us for the very first time, would you go to the same risenkingchurch.com forward slash connect? And we are three weeks away from being able to meet together again in person. I cannot tell you how absolutely excited I am to see you. I love you. I miss you. I'll see you real soon. Stay connected.